welcome back to cool girls only hey jord how's it going i am so good maddie how are you i'm good it is so sunny here i'm just obsessed we were like outside a lot this weekend just spending some time at the dog park (laughs) getting my getting snow outside getting some sun even though it's cold but it was so nice yeah we um went for a walk like i think it was earlier this week and at one point like near where your old apartment was just kind of stood there and lifted my face towards the sun (laughs) it's like so cold but I just needed some sun on my face and on my skin like oh my gosh it felt really nice though it honestly feels so good like I love the feeling and it's crazy because it's only February and I know spring is no time soon but it just kind of felt like spring and it just made me really happy Uh, I like really needed that (laughs) yeah oh but oh I wanted to see have you watched the I don't know if you are into this whole I I just really got into it but the Pamela Anderson doc have you watched it no oh Mm -hmm. my god so I didn't watch the show I know like Pam and Tommy came out Mm -hmm. last year and like it was really popular I didn't watch it I also didn't really know much about her um but I watched her documentary this weekend I thought it was so good like what a queen she's so interesting wow I I need to watch it I know um I've wanted to watch Pam and Tommy it's on Hulu right Mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's one on my list I need to watch that before I cancel Hulu I think I'm gonna cancel Hulu (laughs) I have like everything canceled right now. I don't have HBO right now. I don't have, yeah, literally the only things I have are Amazon Prime because whatever, or Prime Video, I don't really ever use it. And then Netflix, but I don't know if I'm going to be able to use it anymore because it's my parents. Wait, what do you mean? Didn't you see like they're going to stop letting people share passwords? On what? On Amazon? Allegedly. No, on Netflix. Oh my God. They... It's one thing after another with them, isn't it? First, they take away all the good shows that they didn't create. They only do Netflix originals now, which like some are good, most are bad. And now they're going to crack down on the one decent thing that they're offering. Yeah. Honestly, like Hulu's not bad because they have a lot of really good shows. I feel like if I'm going to pay for a streaming service, it's either going to be HBO or Hulu. But I'm like not one of those people who like, I don't know, continues to buy it every month. Like I'll like buy it to specifically watch something and then cancel (laughs) and then re-sign up. (laughs) Like I'm just insane like that. Um, But I I think Succession is coming out soon. Mm -hmm. So I need to get HBO back for sure. Yeah. If I had to pick one, it would full stop be HBO. Like without a doubt in my mind, that is the one streaming service I feel like I actually use the most. And it has a lot of like classic and bingeable shows. Whereas Just Netflix, quality. some of my, yeah, yeah. I feel like Netflix, some of my faves are all taken off now. So it's just like, what's the point? Yeah. I, I don't know. I, feel I like, never use it. Yeah. The quality is just not there except the docs. I like the documentaries they have sometimes. So that, yeah, the Pamela Anderson one was on Netflix. It's really good. It's just like interesting to see her life. Like I didn't know. I literally knew nothing about her. I like just didn't really know much, but it kind of just walks through like, all of her relationships, marriages, her rise to fame. Like she was literally Mm -hmm. how she was discovered. It's just so wild. Yeah, it was good. What'd you guys do? 
Anything fun? Um, just kind of chilled out. We, I had some friends come into town. They were going to a comedy show. So I met up with them and went out. I drank for the first time since dry January. Um, nice. I had beers at Royal Palms shuffleboard. Oh, I love that place. Was just loaded. Like I was so drunk after three beers. It was <laughs> so amazing and then the next day I was super hungover like could not get off the couch I knew I needed to eat I knew I needed Advil I was just my body was fully in shock from consuming alcohol for the first time in so long Mm -hmm. so that was not fun and then that night I was supposed to meet up with them again and so that was like the first time honestly that I have chosen not to drink in a fully like social drinking situation where everyone I was with was like fully drinking all night like bar hopping and I just Mm -hmm. had water and got some hot wings wow (laughs) that's amazing it was so good though like it was a good experience it really was that's good no I know like after dry January I feel like two nights in a row it's tough (laughs) drinking so tough I went to um hot yoga with Maya this morning and park slope and afterwards she was like um you know, how did dry Jan go? Like, did you drink for the first time yet? And I was like, yes. And it was so fun. But the next day I really struggled. (laughs) You felt it like extra hard. Yes. Yeah. You could tell my body had been cleansed and I just Mm -hmm. poisoned it again. (laughs) (laughs) It is poisoned. Damn. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't, I haven't yet. And I don't know when I will probably maybe my birthday. birthday, Yeah probably my birthday. So we'll see how I feel. Like if I, yeah, if I'm going to, I'm going to drink, I'm going to drink. So we shall see how I feel the next day. I'll have to go to work the next day. I don't have to go to work. I just have to log on to work. So should be fine. Wait, when are you? Oh, Valentine's day is what Tuesday, right? Yeah. My birthday's on a Tuesday. I hate it when my birthday is like a weekday. It's just, but I always take it off of work. That's just like my thing. Oh, okay. So you're taking Tuesday off, but then you have to work Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're going to go to like one of the art museums, maybe go to breakfast, just have like a day. Um, Love that. Joe's taking off too. We always take each other's birthdays off. Just like, I don't know. That's really cute. Yeah. It's just a fun thing to do. I also feel like I never used my PTO enough. So that's another, (laughs) another PTO day to use. Um, yeah. Well, um, this is our second episode in the confidence series. This one's all about career and confidence in the workplace and all things related interviews, all the things we get into it. our first no this is not our first this is our second episode in our confidence series um this is all around career workplace the trajectory of your career all the things which I feel like we talk about our careers a lot um so I think this will be a good chat yeah we're working girlies we're We're nine to five girls (laughs) we are nine to five girls um I think you guys hopefully know that by now we have so many episodes where we talk about interviews 
I don't know what else do we talk about. I feel like we talk about interviews a lot. We have a whole episode just, on that. You should yeah. go listen. We're obsessed with interviews. I also feel like we just chat about our work throughout yeah. this show. Yeah. Like we're just constantly like sprinkling Promotions. in shit. Yeah. Getting a raise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which all has to do with confidence. So this 100%. would be a good one. Um, so I think the first thing to kind of dive into is just like how our confidence has changed at work from like our first job to now, because mine's changed a lot. Yeah. I feel like mine has definitely changed a lot in the good, in a, in a good direction. Right. Like I know it's getting better. Um, but for me, like when I started my career, I knew I had a long way to go to be successful at all. Even in the position I applied for and got like, I was confident, confident as hell in the interview. I was so excited. I was so sure that I could do it. But honestly, in the background, in my own mind, I knew it would not be easy. Like I knew I I didn't meet every single qualification. Um, so going into it, I had that mindset already that like this is going to be a challenge. I don't know everything. Like no one is going to know everything going into a role, which I also think is super important to acknowledge. Um. But I was That's really so like important. Like I wish I had that. <laughs> I thought I needed to knew, know it all, which sucks. Yeah. Like no one is going to know it all. And honestly, the people who act like they know it all before they're even in the role is really alarming to me because then it's like, wow, you have no like context for the world around you if you mm-hmm. assume you understand everything and you haven't even been in a position yet. Um, super humbling, but true. <laughs> <laughs> So I would say like knowing that I wasn't going to go in understanding everything honestly helped my confidence because it wasn't like false. I knew the situation I was in. I knew the work I had to do and I was okay saying to my manager, like, I don't know how to do that. There were definitely times where I wasn't okay saying to my manager, I don't know how to do that. And that bit me in the ass later. Um, but overall, like a big mistake I made that affected my confidence was not setting clear expectations with my first manager. So like straight out of college, like I got my master's and then I started working full time. And my first performance review that I had, there was like this one thing that he had written down that I assumed was not a high priority because like whether it was miscommunication, I'm sure it was because that's what it normally is, or like me just not realizing it. It was just something on my list I didn't focus on. And then I had this performance review and he was like, you really should have done this better. Why didn't you spend more time on this? Like he just literally shit all over me. And obviously that shot my confidence a lot. So I would say like big lesson there is make sure you understand what's expected of you. And it's okay to not know how to do all of those things right away but it's not okay to not know what's expected. Like that will just bite your confidence in the ass later. Oh my God. That's so true. I don't know. Like it's hard to remember even with my first manager. Like I think I had my first manager for a few months. And then like when I was at my first company, there were so many like, what are they called? Reorganizations where like, oh my God. I got moved around so much. So like I had so many different managers, but I think that was like a good thing. Cause I learned different management styles, but agreed, like always set expectations in the beginning. It's just so much mm-hmm. easier to like be able to track your performance and grow in your role. Um, I think for me, 
I used to have zero confidence in my role because I felt like I didn't know anything, but I thought I was supposed to. So, you know, you just were, had a leg up, like you had a different mindset. I did not. And I was like, how am I going to learn this? Like, am I supposed to know this? It just felt kind of crazy going from college to my first job. Um, so that was, I mean, I feel like that's also kind of normal, which let's normalize going into jobs, knowing you don't need to know everything because it was just stressful. Um, but I will say like over the years of my career, I still feel like I don't know things. Um, but that's fine. I mean, I've learned after having multiple roles that you learn everything on the job. Um, so that's good. It's really changed my mindset, kind of like the mindset you had going into it. And honestly, I just feel more confident now in my ability to learn and ask questions when I don't know something and like, just be vocal. And I think one of the hardest, scariest things in your career, like when it comes to confidence is standing up for yourself and like understanding when to say no, especially to people with higher like status than you in the company. I think that's like a very scary thing, like things I still struggle with. Um, but I, I've just grown a bit more confident in my career. So I feel, I feel like, you know, I'm the advocate for myself because who else is going to be. So you really have to kind of adopt that mindset. Um, similar to that in the beginning of my career, I also felt like I had to be constantly available, like just always checking my phone, email chat, had it on my personal phone. Never again. Like since, since my first job, (laughs) I do not have that shit on my personal phone. It's either I have a work phone or I don't check shit on my personal phone. Like it's not on it. Get that shit off your phone. Jordan, do you have it on your phone? (laughs) No. No, I don't. And I would advise everyone that same thing. Like it's, it's rare to be in a position where you actually need to be available all the time. If you are in one of those positions, I feel for you and you're probably doing amazing things for the world, but for the vast majority of us listening right now, you're probably not one of them. So like, if you are a corporate girly working a nine to five job, you know, don't Who cares. Like you don't need yeah. to be checking your phone on like a Sunday afternoon. Like just, it's fine. Like no one's going to die. And I'm saying that as a nine to five girly, not a doctor. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that energy though, is like also just desperate. Like young yeah. people are taken advantage of in the workplace all the time because you make yourself available all the damn time. So people will jump at that and they'll be like, Oh, it's 9 p.m. I didn't hit my deadline. Oh, I know this new person's probably on. They can do it or they can help me with it. Like literally that's how people will treat you. So like, don't, it's just desperate. The energy isn't, isn't right. You might think the intention is good, but you're not protecting your own like energy, your own space, your own time. And, Mm -hmm. and people will feed off of it. Yeah. And that's just on like confidence and like boundaries being, being able to set boundaries. I think that's like part of advocating for yourself. Like you have to be able to set those boundaries and know when enough is enough and just check when you're on hours. Like also you said something that was so triggering. I need to bring it back up. (laughs) The fact that there are entry level jobs that ask for like four years of experience is the biggest joke I've ever heard. And it is the entire problem with LinkedIn and the current culture around hiring and recruiting. 
Like it is so I, yeah. stupid. I hate it. <laughs> I hate it so much. It's it was like so stressful when I was like applying for jobs my senior year. Like I just honestly didn't know what I was qualified for. Like this seems entry level, but then it says four years of experience. I hate it so much. Also, I've said this before. I just hate LinkedIn. Let's be honest. Like I just yeah triggered. I am like so passionate about changing job descriptions to be really clear and simple. And that's something I've literally taken charge of in my current role because I just can't handle it. Like I was in the same boat as you, as in so many people listening to this podcast have been in the same boat where you're looking for a role straight out of school, or maybe you're just really inexperienced. You need an actual entry-level position and every single freaking job description is asking for years of experience, but then it's labeled entry level. And it's just like, is this entry level or is this like something else? Because entry level truly means you don't have experience. You're just getting into your career. So ugh, mm-hmm. I just hate it. I know. I hate it as well. One other thing I wanted to check into with you on is like, where do you struggle with confidence in your career currently? Because I think we're kind of in a similar spot, but yeah, I was going to say, I feel like we really are in a similar position. Um, so for context, like I'm feeling at the moment, definitely very like directionless. Um, I'm really happy with the company I work at, which is really great. And I'm so excited for that because that's a big step, like being happy with the place that, you know, you're currently employed as important. Um, And I love the people I work with and I really like being a manager, but the day-to-day work and like the overall team that I'm on, I don't know if that is the full direction I want to take my career. I, I just don't know. And I know a lot of people would be like, no one knows right now. Like we're so young, we're still early in our careers. We really haven't like had the time to be able to try all these different paths and say like, I know I want to do this specific role. So I'm also feeling a little unsure, but I feel confident in certain areas of that, which is exciting. So I feel like step in the right direction, but I'm not fully confident in like my career today. Yeah. I am in the same boat. I Yeah. I just feel like I'm in a weird spot directionless. Like you said, I just don't really know where I want my career to go. I feel like I've gotten some good experiences, but personally, I kind of associate confidence with like decisiveness for some reason. I'm just insane. Um, and it's just making me feel unsure and like less confident in the trajectory of my career because I don't know, you see, I personally at my company see a lot of young women in like really high roles. And I'm just like, I want, I mean, part of me really wants a mentor. Like that's, I feel like would help me in my career and like finding a direction. But I do see a lot of young women in these high roles. And I'm just curious to know, like, how did they get there? And like, were they super, I'm assuming they were super strategic about it. So then it makes me think like, I need to start being a bit more strategic and like, I don't know roles, like different roles I take or like how I show up in my company, like who am I associating with? Because I feel like also a lot of it comes down to like relationships. Um, so that's another thing. Like I feel a little less confident in, I like, I don't have those like strong, super strong relationships with like 
people that are like more senior than me, um, which I feel like is definitely something I can work on this year. But yeah, just feeling a little unsure of where to go right now. So nothing too crazy and like nothing that can't be solved. It's just a weird, a weird vibe. Yeah, it's, it is weird. And I feel like having those relationships also helps build your confidence in a lot of ways because something I didn't appreciate enough um, starting out was how important your network is. And I don't mean network like your LinkedIn fans. I mean, like, who are the people you have in your corner on a group call or a conference call for your work? Like, who are the people that would advocate for you on an idea just because they've worked with you before and you have a good relationship with them? That's something I never appreciated previously that I have been forced to start appreciating recently is like, you need to foster those relationships and you need to know your network in the sense of like, if I have something I need to get done, a lot of the times you will not be able to just get it done yourself. You'll need support in some capacity or another. You'll need like, you know, another team to be on, on your side with things. So like having that solid network and relationships in place, honestly, builds your confidence so much because you can't do it all yourself. Like you really can't. And I'm, I think you and I are both the type to try to do everything ourselves. Like, I don't know. I mean, you know, I don't know if I need to go therapy Toxic (laughs) trait. No, literally we do. (laughs) But like very type A, very like, I want to take control because then I know how it's going to get done. And then I understand the whole process end to end, Mm -hmm. but you have to be able to let go and like build trust in those people because then they will build the confidence for you over time with their own network. So it's just like a web of navigation that I never fully appreciated until literally the last like three months. Yeah. No, I need to start like getting my shit together this year is the year of building relationships because it's something like so that will really like make a difference in your career um so I think the earlier you start thinking about that the better and it's also like a two-way street like don't think of it Mm -hmm. as like oh they're gonna help me but like I don't know you can learn from them and they can learn from you and I don't know I think it's definitely should be a two-way thing or else it comes off super I don't know annoyed and needy and annoying I feel like I get like LinkedIn messages from people that are like just like asking me for things and I'm just like when I was in college and I was reaching out to people on LinkedIn like I would never ask anyone like like I don't know like just straight up say like could we get on a call like you have to offer something you have to like I don't know it's weird to me that people do that because I just was taught like, no, like it's a two way street. You can't just ask and expect things from people, which I think it's kind of weird that people just do, but I don't know. Right. And it's their own. Yeah. It's also like recognizing when you have the ability to strengthen a relationship is really, really hard. Like I was pulled in to a random project on a separate team, not even close to my, my current role. This is a while ago. And this woman I've never met was like, hey, do you mind coming on this call and just kind of giving your perspective from your role on this? I don't know her. I don't know what's going on, but I'm like, sure, I'll set up a call. 
I get on it. We have a good call. I took notes the entire time. And after the call, I sent them in the group chat with everyone else. And this woman like hearted it. And I later found out that she was like super high up um, at the company and has since Mm. then like helped me navigate working with different teams and all this stuff. So it's just like if you treat other people with respect and you carry yourself well and with like a decent amount of confidence, even if you're faking it for a little bit in the beginning, it will really Mm -hmm. make the biggest difference. And you never know who's on, like who's listening, Yeah, who heard about Maddie and this department. Like you don't know. That's so true. And that's a good tip. Just be authentic, basically. (laughs) (laughs) Don't Um, be an asshole and it will help your confidence. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I was going to say, there's one other thing I wanted to talk about that I struggle with. Um, Yeah. So something that's been really hard for me is people doubting me. So I choose, and this has been a revelation I came to recently, so I wanted to talk about it. I choose to carry myself with confidence as a security blanket in order to live my life. Like really, that's I just have found it incredibly helpful in all areas of my life, including work, including my career. So like when I do things, I usually try to like speak with confidence, carry myself well, even when I don't know if that's the right way to go. And I've definitely had times at work where people have like doubted my choices or pushed back at me about things. And a lot of the times when this happens, it's my instinct to just like be quiet or shut down or completely reevaluate instead of doubling down. And it's almost like the next level of your confidence when you start to have that foundation laid and when you start practicing this more, I still feel like it creeps in, the doubt creeps in. And when people disagree with you or specifically like more senior people for me, usually men, usually old men, like disagreeing with something that I think we should do, it's still my natural instinct to like, okay, maybe I'm wrong. And although- Second guessing. Second guessing constantly. So it's like, even though I'm trying so hard to confidently like express something, if someone starts to doubt me who's more senior, it's really, really hard for me to like double down on what I'm saying or try to explain it in a new way. And instead I like kind of just go on mute. (laughs) Yeah, no, I agree. That's so tough. Like it's really hard, especially it's very intimidating in the workplace. Um, and sometimes definitely hard to stand your ground when people are disagreeing with you and like maybe being rude. Like I can't imagine no one's ever like called me out or like done anything rude on a call. I feel like I'd be so uncomfortable. I've had like people be very rude to me in an email, which I feel like is a little different. Like you can actually like think about how you want to come back at them. (laughs) Um, but yeah, no, I can't imagine like, that's just, that would be very tough for me. Not gonna lie. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's tough, but we're working on it. We are working on it. We're working through it. It'll all be okay. We will be our confident (laughs) selves moving forward. Okay. So want to kind of transition to interviews because we love to talk about this. Um, We do have an entire episode on on interviews and interview tips. So definitely go listen to that. But wanted to go through some tips for staying confident and positive during the interview process. I mean, some of them we often say like hype yourself up 
is a huge one uh, that we both, you know, love. Um, and then the next one I said was prepare a lot. So like I said, we talked through this in the episode, but a lots of prep involved, like don't just go into an interview blind and think you got this and you'll just figure it out. Like read through the uh, job description and make sure you have talking points. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing more awkward than an interview when someone asks a question about your resume or your application and you don't remember or you forget it or you don't know what they're talking about. Like, yeah. Yeah. Or like if, simple questions about the company. Very mm-hmm. simple. If like, someone says, what do we do? And you don't answer. It's yeah. literally like it's bad. Nails on a chalkboard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So definitely prepare. Um, another thing too, I think we also mentioned this in the episode is don't cram right before an interview. I feel like that kills my confidence. Like it just like makes me second guess everything. And I just get too nervous. If I'm just like cramming right before an interview, like reading all my notes, like making sure I have answers to everything. I think right before the interview, you should take some time to just like relax Mm -hmm. literally. Yeah. I love this one. And I think it applies to a lot of things with confidence too. Like if you're doing a big presentation, if you were invited to a big call and it's like your first time speaking to a bunch of people, any situation where you know you'll need to recall information housed in your brain, it's usually best to prepare before and then step away right before. Like, I fully agree. It brings on anxiety. You start second guessing yourself. Like, you need to step away to relax and get your blood flowing, go for a walk stretch, listen to music, dance around your apartment. (laughs) Yeah. Like do not just freak out because that tends to happen if you prep right, right before. Yeah. No, it's too stressful. So that's a good one. I also wouldn't like wear something you feel really good in. Like, I mean, I don't know about you, but what I'm wearing definitely impacts my confidence. Like if you feel put on something you feel really good in, really confident. And I think it just makes it that much better and like you just come off more confident oh my god I have to tell you something what (laughs) I interviewed I interviewed this person who showed up to the interview in a t-shirt oh not not a plain t-shirt not like a fun artistic graphic tee which honestly none are appropriate dress for the job you want not the job you have yeah um this person showed up with like their I think it was high school or college track no t-shirt on I'm high not school? kidding dude <laughs> oh my God. I, I don't know what the school was it might have been college regardless I literally could have ended the interview right then like that pissed me off to no That's end insane yeah That's I just was crazy. like come on I just couldn't dude imagine. Like, like at least put something on the top. Like if it's on zoom, like you don't have yeah. to wear pants, I guess, but right. Like, I don't care if you're wearing sweats on the bottom, but like how you're on camera is how you're presenting yourself. Mm-hmm. I would encourage everyone. I agree completely. Wear something you feel really good in. Like I have this shirt that I'm obsessed with on zoom. It just is so flattering. I look cute. Mm. I feel good. It's like comfortable. And that's like my go-to interview shirt when I was interviewing. Yeah. So it's like, you can be comfortable and super confident and not look like a bum. Like just very don't. true. Very true. Um, I said, have the mindset. You won't be able to answer every question perfectly. I found this super helpful going into an interview and reminding myself of that beforehand, because 
they're going to ask questions, especially if this is a non-entry-level role and especially if this is um, a second or third or final round interview, Mm -hmm. they will ask you questions that you will have not prepared for. Like they just will. Usually a good interview will. And that's okay. Like know that that might happen. Get the best information you can beforehand. You already did your prep and have the mindset that if they do ask you something you're not prepared for, do your best. And in the worst case scenario, if they ask you something like, Hey Maddie, do you know how to code? And you don't know how to code. Like, you know, (laughs) but I can learn. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Like that is your response. If you don't know how to do something and it's okay. Be honest. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I agree with that so much. And I also think like I had to drill into my mind going into it with the mindset, like one, you won't be able to answer every question and two, like answer the questions authentically versus like what you think they want to hear. I think that's helped me so much and like made the interview flow way better because I was just focused on like what I knew and answering the question authentically. Like I don't have to think about it too hard versus like thinking in my head really quickly after they asked the question, like, Oh, what answer would sound good? Or like, what, what would they want to hear for this one? Like, I think that was kind of my mindset and it just like really threw me off, throws Mm -hmm. off your confidence. And it just like, I don't know. It's just too much anxiety. Like it's just very anxiety inducing. And that's just not a way to conduct an interview. It's just, it's, it's tough. I agree completely. And it's just like, the people on the other end of the interview don't want to be sweaty. They don't want to be uncomfortable. They don't want to listen to your voice shake. They don't want to do any of that. So like, yeah, you, you being authentic and you saying, oh, did I answer that question? I'm sorry. I went on a tangent or things like that. Being yourself and like responding in a normal human manner is always going to be better than panicking and being nervous and saying something that you like black out and you don't even remember. You know what I mean? Like it's, I just feel like people don't appreciate enough or maybe they do. And it's just getting to this point, but I don't think people appreciate enough in interviews, like how being yourself authentic, being, you know, confident in your answers will take you so freaking far. There are people who might answer every question perfectly, but they sound shaky. They sound nervous. They seem like they're lying. Like those are things that it's a red flag. Like someone doesn't want to keep talking to you if you make them uncomfortable and they don't feel like you're being authentic. So it's just like having that mindset first is the foundation of a decent interview. Yeah, no, I totally agree. It's, uh, it's very uncomfortable when, I mean, it's not, I wouldn't say like, I've really, I've only interviewed a few people, but I haven't had any super awkward interviews, but even just like watching public speeches or like people presenting in calls and they get shaky. Like I get secondhand like anxiety from that. Same, same. I fully can't hand. It makes me feel bad. It makes me, you know, I just feel bad for them in the moment because I, I know how shitty it is to be that nervous but it's just finding those things to calm yourself down. And for me, when I first started, we talk about it in this, in our episode about interviewing. When I first started interviewing, I would literally tell myself this interview doesn't matter. I don't care if I don't get the job. It's just practice because that was the only thing I could tell myself beforehand in order to relax. Otherwise I was really on edge. I was shaky. I was nervous. So whatever you need to do to tell yourself that 
it's going to be okay and to make yourself more calm, do it. You know what I mean? Like, even if you know you really need this fucking job, you need to do something to relax. Yes. Oh, my God. So true. Okay. So moving into our last little bit, um, some areas to focus on building more confidence at work. This is a big one. This is also kind of a hard one. Um, but let's jump into it. I think the first one I put was being your own advocate. So like I mentioned, don't just say yes to everything. This is definitely a tough one. (laughs) It's probably the hardest one, but it makes such a big difference. Like not only in your confidence, but like your contentment with your job, because you're like, like I said, setting those boundaries, knowing that you can speak up for yourself. I mean, this is like not even just career. It's literally like life, but yeah, I think it just builds your confidence. Like when you can say no to things or when you want to raise your hand and say like, I want to take on this project, like just being your own advocate. And like, I don't know, cause no one else is really going to be that for you. Mm-hmm. I love this. It's so important. And I think it's really, really hard. Um, when you're starting out in your career to be your own advocate, but you're hundred percent, right. There is no one that is going to look out for you like you. So you got to step up to the plate. Like you need to be able to say no. And also it tells people like, oh shit, Maddie's got boundaries. Maddie's got priorities. Mm -hmm. Like it also displays that you're confident in the things that you're working on and what you'll spend your time on. So fully agree. This one is, yeah, I, I think it's probably the hardest one for sure. Yeah. And like kind of going into the second one, I think this kind of ties in is just speaking with confidence. I think getting, I feel like so many people have a fear of public speaking or like presentations. It's probably one of the biggest like confidence, like lack of confidence that people have. And I think trying to get over that fear and like speaking with confidence really helps with your confidence. And it also just makes people believe what you're saying more. I think even if you don't have confidence, like we said in interviews, like fake it till you make it. I don't know. It just comes off so much better. So I think that speaking with confidence is just a huge, huge one to kind of get over that fear. I know public speaking is like kind of scary. Yeah. I mean, I think I told you about this, um, this presentation I was on and this girl, I have no clue what this bitch was talking about. Yeah. But but she spoke so well. She had so much confidence and like conviction and everything she was saying. I would have trusted her with my life. Like I literally was like, I don't know the message you're trying to give, but I like how you're talking. And that is so fucked up, you guys, but it's true. And every introvert who hears it is like, but I don't like public speaking. I don't want to be on camera. I don't want to go off mute. Like I can't relate to you because I'm the most obnoxious person on this earth, but it really is like, it makes the biggest difference and there's really no way to get around it. You have to be able to speak with confidence, even if it's on a one-on-one, like even if it's just with your manager or just with your coworker, like being able to convey the things you want to say in a decent manner is super, super important. And it's a skill that not enough people have. So when there are people who have it, it's like, oh, I want them. Like you're going to go so much farther. Yeah. Yeah. So true. Next one is mine. Also pretty difficult, but we're going to chat about it. Um, Don't get into a comparison trap. 
So this is much easier said than done. But for example, like they make more money than me. They have an MBA. I don't. Why is that person already a senior associate and I'm just an analyst? Like whatever it might be. I think this is really dangerous and it really affects your confidence in so many ways in the workplace. Like you need to focus on you and what you can actually do to get to the places you want to be. And although like salary transparency, um, transparency around education and the importance of education in specific roles is very important. And I'm a huge advocate of that stuff because it just levels the playing field for everyone. Um, it's still dangerous to get into a mindset of like, well, you know, I have this degree, they have that degree, but I have more experience. So why are they in this position? And I want to be here. Like it is not going to help your confidence in any way. It's really, really, it just kind of tears you down and it makes you second guess, you know, why you're not in a certain position. And it all comes back to like growth mindset and focusing on what you can control and where you want to go and not comparing ourselves to other people. Yeah, I agree. This is a tough one. And I feel like I might've talked about this in, I don't know if it was a comparison episode or like a social media episode, but honestly, LinkedIn was like a huge comparison trap for me. (laughs) Like people getting promoted. I'm like, oh my God, we graduated the same year. Like how are they already here? I've kind of let go of this like comparison issue I used to have. I really don't care anymore, but it is like so true. Like don't try not to get in that comparison trap because literally everyone's career is different. People might've had opportunities that you didn't nepotism. I mean, come on, (laughs) let's be honest. Nepo babies. They're everywhere. Real. (laughs) So yeah, I think, no, this is a really good one. Okay. Last one I had was obviously as much as you can, not all of us are in this position, but surrounding yourself with people that will help lift you up. Um, I think this is huge. It goes back to the networking stuff we talked about earlier and like being better about what connections do you have and who can help lift you up in different points in your career or just in your job in general. And this is just huge. Like people say all the time, people don't leave jobs, they leave managers. And I really do think the people you spend your time with at work is so important and being able to get along with them, having positive relationships with them is really impactful, especially to your confidence. So like if you find there are certain people who really support you and they're always in your corner when you're on calls or they always like help you out when you're in a pinch, make sure that you keep those relationships strong and like also just practice the same to others. It will help build your confidence It'll help you build trust with people in your life. Like it's just so important to really take care of the relationships that help us, especially in your career. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think one of the biggest reasons that I like my current job is because of the people like people literally have so much to do with your like happiness at work. So I completely agree. It'll completely help your confidence, especially. Yeah. Like if people are hyping you up on a call, like you just gave a presentation and like they're chatting you like Mm -hmm. great job. That's just like such a boost of confidence. Like not like you need external validation, but it's always just nice. And then be that person for other people too. I completely Mm -hmm. agree. All right. 
this dog snow wants to be a part of the podcast <laughs> because she's like attacking me right now but yeah I think that was like a chat and like I'm just excited for this confidence series I hope this helps someone and let us know if you have other areas you're interested in regarding confidence like I said we had our first one that came out which is just five ways to boost your confidence this one is career focus and then the next one is going to be all about relationships and friendships so let us know